everyone. You're listening to the Burger Boys Worldwide Fantasy Network. Find us on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. I got my boys. I got my burgers. That's all I got. I need to hear a band. Bam. What's up, everybody? This is your boy, Andre, filling in for Brayden. We got Yeggs here. Brain's not going to be able to make it. He has prior- he's prioritized his schooling over the Burger Boys. What do you think about that, Yeggs? I don't know why I'm here either, dude. My season's fucking over. <laughs> yeah, I'm feeling the same way. <laughs> it's pretty rough. <laughs> it's not good out here. I don't know how. I don't know how I managed to squeak out a win this week. It was kind of crazy. Um, we are coming to you on Saturday. It's a bit of a late one this time, guys. Uh, we all just wanted to see how shitty that Thursday game was going to be before we decided if we wanted to make a podcast or not this week. Yeah, all, all eyes were on the uh, Colts-Broncos Thursday night game. We were going to record after the podcast, but we all fell asleep during the game, so we weren't able to record <laughs> the podcast after we were all passed out. Yeah. Sorry for that, but I mean, can you blame us? Yeah. You can't really. blame us. So we're doing it now. Yeah. Well, if if that was a preview for anything on uh, for this week, it's going to be that uh, kickers are going to be the top scorers on the week. Uh, but uh, before we get to this week's previews, we'll take a look at last week, and we will start with my matchup. Oh, I am not in the right spot here. We'll start with my matchup versus top day, top shelf day olds. This one kind of came down to the wire. I was, I was messaging Colin uh, during the Cardinals game. It was pretty much over after the afternoon games. But I was messaging Colin that it was pretty much over for me because it looked like it was. But then there was a big bomb touchdown, Kyler Murray, to Marquise Brown, and that stack finally came through for me. So, but... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, you know, I always love to see that you get like a big, big bomb touchdown when you need the points and you actually get it. Yeah, exactly. Um, it was a pretty rough re- week for both of us. We were kind of saying that it's uh, it it was not ideal. Um, yeah, not ninety to eighty-eight. It's kind of shitty week for both teams. Yeah, and I just kind of was crossing my fingers that Lamar Jackson was going to shit the bed, and he kind of did. Fortunately, uh, the big news probably coming from this matchup is that Javante Williams tore his ACL and LCL, I believe, so he is done for the season. Uh, but I think Colin's got some pretty good backup running back. So, Yeah, on, on Javante, you know what? Sucks to see him go down, and uh, you know, hope hope he's able to uh, rehab and recover, be ready for next year. But on the bright side, now he doesn't have to play for that dog shit Broncos team anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no kidding. He doesn't have to be seen on the field that pathetic offense. So there's there's a silver lining in everything. Yeah, he uh, he did have some some production on his bench. Um, so if he had played some of these players on his bench, even just one of them, he probably would have won the week. So uh, that kind of is unfortunate for him. But, hey, that's how it goes. That's fantasy footballs for you. Yeah. Yeah. 
moving on to the next matchup. It was a bit of a blowout on this one. Jackson taking down Jay Kinnaird, 133.7 to 99.8. Uh, yeah, Kirk Cousins, he, uh, Jay Toth made it even through a, a not-so-great week through from Kirk Cousins uh, on the back of Justin Jefferson, who looked like he wasn't going for the first half of that game, and then he kind of took off. So that's nice to see his, his other uh, big wide receiver, Devontae Adams, also coming out clutch with t- almost 20 points. Yeah, a big week for Jackson. I mean, you look at his team, he has the potential to you know put up big weeks a lot. Derrick Henry came alive this game, got big numbers, and uh, yeah, big resounding win for Jackson. Looks like Jordan Carey got stuck with the situation that many fantasy owners are complaining about. Alan Kamara being a surprise inactive for week four for the mon- morning London game, which is started at 7.30 our time. And like, you know, depending where where you are, you know, might admit, you might have missed that waking up on over on a Sunday morning. Yeah. Yeah, that's a tough one. And obviously, two, 2.3 points from one of your, uh, well, your flex, that's not going to do it. So, um, yeah, I think uh, Jackson is trucking along here. He's doing pretty good. Oh, I didn't even realize he had Zach Wilson on his bench. That's, uh, yeah. Good go. And he had a lava. He didn't start a lava, which is uh, probably should have been a given, but. Um, Oh, well. yeah, I think Olave is like a must, must, especially over Gabriel Davis too. Yeah, like at this I point think, for sure. He's especially with Michael Thomas out. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think Olave is like a must start every week kind of guy. Yeah. Anything else on this matchup, or should we move on? Uh, we can skip the me- next matchup too. <laughs> the next matchup, we have Yags Ram Ranch. Cowboys losing to Joe Buck yourself. Joe Buck yourself finally getting that W on the board, winning 126 to 92. Uh, rough week for uh, pretty much, well, Saquon Barkley had a decent week, but and Cortland Sutton, surprisingly. But uh, T. Lore and your QB and Jonathan Taylor both uh, not doing so well. Speaking of injuries, Jonathan Taylor, how do you feel about him going down? It sounds like it was just for this one game. It sounds like he's going to be back next week. I mean, hopefully it does. I mean, he's got to turn it around here. Yeah, and uh, I believe Bateman got injured as well, didn't he? Yeah, Yeah. he's out, and he's out for next next week too. Okay. Dalton Schultz might as well have been injured. Yeah, (laughs) putting up the big old goose egg. But uh, you did get some points from your defense. My best, uh, my best player right now is the Eagles defense <laughs> yeah pretty much uh but uh a good start with uh, Reynolds from Detroit there with that uh, crazy game going on versus Seattle last week uh which Seattle took 48 to 45 it's kind of heartbreaking to see the the Lions lose that one but well that's how she goes and uh yeah good good for Matt getting on the board here off the back of Mahomes 30 point performance and CD Lamb with 20 21 points and uh yeah it's uh i'm sure he's happy to get that w um gives him a chance and we will get to uh his trade coming up in uh after we do the uh, rest of the matchups here but uh yeah tough break for you uh there yags how you feeling my season's, to- my season's falling apart at this point 
Yeah. That's just the way that's just the way it's going. Yeah. We'll see we'll give it a few weeks, see if I can pull it back together. A win or two, but I, I sincerely doubt it. <laughs> that's how it goes. All right, next uh, matchup is our fallen compadre, Pop Sauce, a.k.a. your girly digs, a hard man, a.k.a. Braden. He took down the uh, champ, took down the champ off in church, Marky Mark Sanchez, a.k.a. Darren, 142 to 98. Um, even with a, uh, a a mundane 25 points from Josh Allen, um, and I'm not sure, Diggs, Diggs only had 10 points, but he still managed to pull out the w so um off the back of josh jacobs so that's pretty huge i say this, this is a shitty week for Braden to not be on the show Take, takes down the defending champ but with a pretty big uh, margin of victory too that's a yeah that's a rough one that's a rough one enough to miss the podcast after i'm sure he would love to be talking a lot of shit right now but he's not here i bet yeah that's and marky market you know he he still has a good team. He just his team had a down week. Yeah, I super down week. Any, I don't. Think, I don't think there's any worry for Marky Mark moving yeah. forward. I think he still has one of the best rosters. But well, just you're not gonna you're not gonna score 150 every week. Like you have to have these 90 point weeks. Yeah, I don't think my team will ever score 150. But I yeah. have a lot of those 90 point <laughs> weeks too. Yeah. Um, for him, he he basically uh, Mark Andrews. He did not do so good this week, which is um, pretty hard because he's been pretty clutch for him all season and all of last season. And then Christian Kirk, he played Christian Kirk obviously because Christian Kirk has been looking really good, but he was not uh, efficient uh, on the game. Um, that Jacksonville whole Jacksonville team was not very doing very well. Going back to Trevor Lawrence, and he has James Rob James Robinson was playing as well, and he only scored. 2.9 points so when those guys aren't aren't scoring it's hard to win i think that florida philly game was a weather game as well like you look jalen hurts didn't have like the biggest game either yeah there was a bunch of rain and wind i think in that game and yeah that, totally. that was that was one why i kind of slipped the, or uh, dropped the ball i didn't notice that the weather was bad and i still started a t-law but yeah hey, weather is this weather is a thing that contributes more to fantasy like that most people think like we all try to oh like tr- figure out which players are good and which matchups and stuff like that but sh- the weather is it's almost huge. as important as far as deciding how the game is going to go well and, and, and so, especially going into later into the season when you start getting into the cold weather and in in cities like chicago and cleveland where the wind picks up those those are tough games to to predict how things are going to go so yeah, so yeah, that's I've been talking about this a couple times throughout the year, talking about September football and apple picking weather and stuff. Part of it's a joke, but part of it is also something that is true where the weather changes and the, how teams approach their game plans changes as well. So it's, it's something to just keep them keep a mind on. You know, yeah, sleeper definitely. has the things where it shows like the weather and like look if it's sunny or it'll show if it's snowy or whatever windy yeah it's good to look at definitely i find uh, just a comment on that as i've been looking i usually when i'm trying to stream my kicker that's the stuff kind of stuff that i look for but it says it when you're in the matchups and whatnot but when you're trying to pick up a player it doesn't say it so my suggestion for that is just you know when you're trying to pick up a player look on someone else's roster to see if someone 
from that team is playing just to look at what the weather could be doing. Or you could just Google the weather, really. Um, yeah. Anyways, moving on to – what was that? I was good. I was gonna say, for picking kickers, just pick one with a funny name. Yeah. Oh, obviously. That's all you gotta do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll get to that with the transactions of the week. Um, but we're moving on to the Richter Bull. Uh, chubbed up. Brandon takes down his uncle, Dangerous Rob, one forty-one to one thirty. It's the highest scoring uh, duo on the week, uh, as far as the matchups go. And uh, yeah, this one was this one was kind of close, coming down to it. So, um, yeah, feel like I feel like, I feel yeah. like uh, Brandon's uh, running backs are a lot stronger <laughs> than Rob's, and then Rob's wide receivers are much stronger than Brandon's. But um, when you get thirty nine point nine points from your tight end, I feel like it's hard to lose. Yeah, no, that's a big result for Brandon there. I didn't even realize he was three and one either. Like, yeah, that's he's a good been, start for him this year. Yeah, he's been sneaking out some wins. That's good. Um, should be a big matchup this week for him too, uh, coming up. But uh, yeah, congrats to Brandon on the Richter Bowl. Um, it was the Joe Burrow versus um, Herbert matchup, which is kind of cool. I don't know. Got anything else on this one? I don't have too much on this one. No. Shot Penny off the bench. Had a big game, but that's about it. Congrats, Brandon. All right. And uh, the last matchup of the week, we have the Skinnies, a.k.a. Skinny Pete, a.k.a. Pete, 118.9 to 85.7 on Team Larry Love, the 0-4 Team Larry Love, a.k.a. Luke. Uh, this was a rough one for Luke again, and it looks like he might be looking towards next year. Yeah, not not the greatest start in the world for Larry Love there. It continues that rough game, rough year. Yeah. yeah this team is just not putting up a lot of points. Big, big game for Skinny Pete out of Eckler, though. That's Eckler kind of had a slow start, so it's good to see Eckler have a big game like we know Eckler's capable of doing. Yeah, and oh, definitely. I, mean, that was, that was, I think that was the driving force probably for for uh, Skinny P getting the win there as a big game out of Eckler. Yeah. DK Metcalf having a big game too. Surprisingly, no touchdowns in the game with a lot of touchdowns. Yeah, definitely. Um, and it was interesting because I think he, he had left the game on a cart. But uh, uh, the rumor is that he just had to go take a shit. So he was back and he put up points. Uh, not cool. too much else on that one. No, neither. I don't. I don't got much on that one. Congrats, Skinny Pete. Two and two. Um, we're uh, we're taking more pauses than we usually do because we usually have a third guy that gives us more time to think of <laughs> stuff to say. Yeah, exactly. But all the hour, a little behind the eight ball here. Yeah, yeah. Turns out threes, threes the number that works, works the best. Yeah. Uh, all right, and we can. Uh, I don't know if you want to do your standings or you want to do power rankings. What do, you, what do you got? Who do you got at the top for power rankings? Uh, probably still put Marky Mark in there. I would do this. I, I was thinking about this as an idea. We're about a quarter way through the season now, around the quarter ish. Do a panic index. So basically, I'll do how I. We'll do like one to ten. How much do you think that 
this team is panicking about how their team, how their year is going. Sure. Just, just do it quick. Yep. So Marky Mark, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go one. His team looks really good. He has the most points. He's on top of the standings. I mean, yeah, he lost at Braden, but I think he can just write that off and keep on going. I think it's a pretty low number for him first. Yeah. I uh, I agree. I probably I'm just gonna echo what you said. Uh, low number. The only thing that would maybe cause panic is those guys that were doing really well for him early on the season, didn't have a good game last week, and you know when you're used to scoring over 120, 140 points, when you have a put up a 99 point week, that that may be the only cause for panic um but uh just going back i believe that your girly digs a hard man is probably looking a little bit more up than uh marky mark sanchez and so moving on to Braden's team i probably give him a panic of zero i don't think he has to panic at all yeah Brayden doesn't know how to spell panic. I, I don't think he has much to worry about right now. Even if there were signs for him to worry about, I think he would He would just not worry about it. No. So, yeah, I think I go pretty low. Yeah. All right. Next one, I think this one's a little more interesting. I think there's a little more, more than one or zero, I think, for our next guy here. Definitely. Uh, that's uh, top shelf day old silent baboon. I probably, I'd, I'd still probably only put it at a, like a, a, a four, three. No, probably like a three, just because he's got that running back depth. Of course, he lost Javante Williams, which is his, I'd say, arguably his number one running back. Uh, even though he drafted Najee Harris in the first round and Brees Hall in the second, I, I'd say Javante was probably his number one running back. And but I still don't think he has to panic because he's got he's got depth which is at running back which is huge in fantasy football what do you think yeah i think i'd i'd probably go four i'll say one higher the the, the javante injury is big news he's got some guys behind him but i think you know we were all expecting javante to have this big year and to kind of have it end this early is something to have to be concerned about and another one is uh, Michael Pittman, who is stuck on a pretty miserable Colts team right now. He's not getting the numbers he was last year. And uh, Yeah, definitely. I, I, I think that's that's probably his number one receiver. If I'm just looking at his depth chart right now. Other than Amon Ross, actually probably number one when he's healthy. Yeah, he maybe probably... That's something too. Maybe, that's, maybe that's something, too. One is two best receivers. One's underperforming it in a terrible offense and the other one's dealing with injury concerns. So yeah, I think four I mean he's three and one, so and his team is playing well. But I yeah. think there are some some signs of concern, but nothing major, just a couple things that uh you know, a little unsettling. Yeah, and and just another thing I'll bring up is when you look at his points for and his points against, he's he's scored a lot, a lot more points for than he has points against. He probably has the lowest. It looks like the lowest by a large margin um, of points against. So he's obviously faced weaker competition, and he's sitting at three and one. So as soon as he starts facing the, that harder competition, he he could see some. L's pile up and that's when I think he might want to start panicking uh, what do you got for chubbed up yeah, I think probably pretty low for Brandon as well probably a two or three nothing jumps off the board and he's, his team's playing pretty well McCaffrey seems to be intact so far I think that would be the only I think that's what keeps it above a one or a zero for Brandon is 
that McCaffrey, there's, you know, there's always a chance that he ends up getting hurt or something like that. Not, not too much else where, you know, if I was Brandon, there's probably not too much else. I think you'd like more consistent production from his receivers there with McLaurin and Smith. I think they're doing all right, but I think you'd like a bit more from those two guys if you were going to make a big run. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I think his panic level has has gone down in the last couple of weeks. Uh, he came off a couple of really big wins. Uh, the only one that I would say would be cause for concern is Terry McLaurin. Uh, and then just to keep an eye on Hawkins, if he can keep it up with the production that he's been putting up, then that'd be awesome. But you know, one week doesn't uh, one week doesn't make you a a, a top tier tight end. So. Uh, that's the only other thing I'll say to keep an eye on. Um, Jackson, oh man, I it's tough because like I, I I'll say he's at like a I'd say four, and solely just because of Jamar Chase. He put up some big numbers in the first week. And from then on, he has, you know, pretty paltry production. Um, And then Darren Waller, tight ends, a tight end graveyard, of course. You know, I I don't know. But he's got Jefferson and Adams to lean on. So I wouldn't – and Henry seems like he's producing. So I I wouldn't worry too much if I were were him. Uh, Yeah, probably go around four as well. The the worrisome part would be – just inconsistency with a lot of his players, like his big, big end assets. Like they're like, they're scoring 30 points one week and then like six the next week. Like they're good players and they're going to have their highest Jackson's team probably still has the highest ceiling out of any team in the league, but the kind of inconsistency, the, you know, the bad games that we're seeing from, you know, guys like Jefferson, he had like a, like a four point game and a 10 point game. Adams had like a nine point game. Like, I mean, these games are going to happen, but they've been happening quite a bit for Jackson already. It's, I guess, probably why he's not 4 0 right now is because of a little inconsistency. But, uh, I mean, I, well, and like, if you look at his bench, you know, Damian Harris is, is pretty good, and, and Herbert is, you know, he's a spot start if. Montgomery's injured, but it sounds like Montgomery might be coming back. Um, his it's not that deep of a bench, so that would be my only other con, uh, concern. Is if you know if one of his top wide receiver, if two of his guys go down, you know what do you what do you do? But I mean that's a big if. I don't think that's a a, a panic index kind of thing. Is no, I mean. For most players, I don't think that unless you have like McCaffrey or something like that or a player that's shown he can be injury prone in the past where you kind of think about that a bit more. But I think just in general, I don't think you worry too much about that. Yeah, they happen, but there's only so much you can do. All right, moving on to our sixth place team, Skinny, Skinny Pete. Uh, If this was a week ago, I would put his concern at probably a six or a seven, maybe even higher, just because Eckler wasn't going the way that we know he can. He was scoring decent, but not though not 
not Eckler points. So I think uh, given his past week and and seeing some of the potential and you know Cooper and Metcalf uh, and and his tight end depth as well, I think that his panic level is probably at like uh, five or five or six. Yeah, I'd probably go five. Again, there's just there's like so much up and down, and I think there's some question marks on the players. You know, I think is it has Eckler found his game? How long can Jared Goff keep going? How long can Miles Sanders keep going? It's just yeah. There's and- there's, there's some good things to see, but there are definitely some I think some question marks. Nothing nothing serious again. I don't think there's any serious problems. They're just kind of lingering. Yeah, and, and like think about. he drafted Matthew Stafford to be his quarterback, and Matthew Stafford's not doing so hot. So Jared Goff is in there now. Uh, moving on to my team, I'll, I'll let you go first so you can <laughs> try and think uh, about I, how much I, I'm panicking. I was, I was hoping you were going to go first because I uh, – Kyle Pitts, that's <laughs> – oh, yeah, DeAndre Swift out as well. I know you're counting on DeAndre Swift to have a big year. Kyle Pitts, same thing. DJ Moore stinks. Yeah, I'd probably put you at like a seven or eight, honestly. I think Kyler Murray's kind of a bit of a slow start as well. Travis Etienne, slow start as well. I mean, yeah, there's... And then Marquise Brown, what happens to the offense when uh, DeAndre Hopkins comes back in like two weeks? I, I, I'd probably put you at a seven. Yeah, I'd probably say right, right at that... I'm probably going to go with an eight just because of my running back lack of running back depth. Um, and uh, I've been hit pretty hard with these injury plagues. I have one, two, three, four, five players that are listed as out now. Obviously, I'm going to draw my kicker, but uh, and then a lot more in the questionable spot. But I pretty much have a starting roster that is subpar. And I'm not too worried about my wide receivers. I feel like I got a lot of, you know, pug and play options. If Keenan Allen can get healthy, then that'd be good. Um, unfortunately, he has not been healthy. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's the bright spot is Drake London. He's been pretty exceptional this year. Uh and then Swift was good until he went down. So this week is like I'm honestly just like crossing my fingers. So, um, yeah, panic is on the up and up. Well, I'll, I'll switch my answer to eight since my answer is guessing and yours is the actual yeah the actual yeah. answer. So I'm changing mine to eight now. Yeah, good switch. Good switch. <laughs> All right. Uh, we have the motherfuckers. Jay Canard. Um, I'm going to say his panic level is at like a four because I don't think he's just looking at how he's, uh, you know, missed out on a couple of plays, you know, playing Camara last week when he was out i'm not sure if he's you know too too worried about fantasy football at this juncture um but he's still two and two he's still got a chance i don't know yeah if i had this roster i'd probably be at a six i mean you look aaron Rodgers kind of hasn't had the year you'd expect from aaron Rodgers. alva Kamara, there's injury issues there's the offense kind of being a little stale issue. 
There's Alva Kamara might go to jail issue. Uh, Gabe Davis doesn't seem to be as consistent as some people thought. Some people not being me. I've always I've been on the anti Gabe Davis train for a while, but not not as good as some people hoped he would be. Yeah. And Antonio Gibson, what happens to him in the offense once uh, Brian Robinson get, gets up to speed? Which will you never know, could be this week. <laughs> he's active this week. I don't think he gets up to you speed. Won't. I think he's, and he's still Deontay Bridget, Johnson. Dude. What what happens to uh, Deontay Johnson with Kenny Pickett? Seems like Pickett likes uh, throwing to Pickens. Pickett, yeah. Pickens. Yeah. What happens? Because Deontay Johnson's value is from the amount of targets he got in years past. Mm-hmm. So if he doesn't get the the massive target volume that Ben gave him, I I think you start to worry about Deontay Johnson. I, I like the talent as a real life player, but if he doesn't if he doesn't get that massive volume, he's not as good for fantasy. It's funny because if you if you look at a starting roster. You know, and it it wasn't you know if Kamara didn't have the the looming potential suspension and injury concerns, he's got and you took Gabe Davis out and you put, you know, put Deontay Johnson or someone else in there or even in, in Gibson like, you know, he's actually got a, a a good looking roster, but I don't know, he's probably panicking. I think a bit. I, he's rostering three quarterbacks, so how panicked could he be? Yeah, but it. That's why I started this off with saying if I had that roster, I would be at a six. For sure. All right. Um. I think I think this, this next guy is a zero. This man knows no fear. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Dangerous Rob, one and three. He's currently in ninth. He's got the points on most of the league. Um, I think, you know, with that in mind, I think, uh, he's probably at a, like eight or nine. Um, he's got a good roster and he's just, I don't know. He's hit those matchups poorly, I guess. Yeah, I would, I would go eight or nine as well for Rob. I'll, I'll go nine. I'll, I'll, I'll be dangerously. This of course is not taking in the dangerous rob knowing no fear aspect exactly of the thing. yeah we all know he but he's he, actually at a zero but you know hypothetically he's at a nine if i if i was in his shoes <laughs> yes this is how i would feel yeah it's his running back depth is kind of spotty and inconsistent this year his wide receivers looks like they're both questionable right now and what happens with teddy bridgewater running running the offense for who knows how long yeah, I mean those those two Dolphins receivers were a big part of his big big uh, points this year. Yeah, and the and only the only upside po- possibly with the Bridgewater situation uh, with Hill and Waddle is that I think Bridgewater can probably throw it a little bit further than Tua, but that's the silver. I, I, <laughs> I, I guess yeah, neither of them. I guess they're big arms, but. Does the efficiency of the offense go down? And if so, yeah, exactly. can these two guys both can these guys both you know get get substantial points in the offense with Teddy Bridgewater under center? 
totally. Uh, and obviously the AJ Dillon, uh, Aaron Jones kind of back and forth. And well, I want to say a back and forth, but AJ Dillon hasn't had, you know, he had one really good week and then hasn't been so good so far since then. All right. Uh, Joe Buck yourself. What do you think he's uh, sending at? Uh, probably go a seven. I, I, I'm not sure. Like he's got a good team, and he's just kind of had sh- shitty luck as far as getting scored on a whole bunch. But yeah, Dalvin, Dalvin Cook has not looked like a stud this year. He's kind of been a dud. That was his first round keeper, and uh, now he's got Aaron Jones. Hopefully that alleviates the situation. But he, he's one and three, and he's just traded a second round pick next year. I think that that shows a guy who's pretty panicked about the start to his season. Russell Wilson, who's I guess his second quarterback for some reason, so cool. Like stinks. Russell yeah. Wilson sucks. Yeah, and he's probably a serial killer as well. Has people chopped up in his basement. So that that can't be good. <laughs> you can't have that on your roster. No, no. Um, I yeah, I'd say he's at like an eight or a nine. You don't trade a second round pick if you're not panicking about your team but obviously he's committed so um hopefully a little less panic now that he traded for aaron jones which uh i mean we can break down that trade in in just a minute but uh our next team here ram ranch cowboys jaeger i'd say your panic level is at about a nine maybe nine and a half maybe 9.8 i was gonna say 11 (laughs) yeah yeah <laughs> I, I always said we we're all going 10 but i think 11 is accurate for just yeah how, how, how fucking horrid this situation looks like you're talking about your guys injuries dude look at mine I'm oh wow it's yeah because, you're right i didn't I got a lot see guys that out out on pop Naheem hines left in the first quarter of the game against the broncos uh, i i seemingly have like no wide receivers now wow it's Dalton Schultz has not been not been getting the targets I thought he would in this offense. I don't really have a quarterback either. See if Dak Prescott can fill in for that when he gets healthy. It's it's not looking good. No, and not even like like as far as this week goes, even as well. Like, unfortunately, um, who are you playing? I got got a nice. We'll get into that later. We'll get into that later. That was a little hype piece. <laughs> uh, yeah, I have 1.8 points locked into my running back position already. Nice. That's not, rough. Not looking good. No. It's not good. No. I, <laughs> it's, it's fucking bad, dude. <laughs> I, I yeah. should have skipped this podcast this week. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Most- Brandon should be here and you should be not. <laughs> Yeah, most points scored against two. Fuck. You sure you Not don't have? My year. Are you sure you don't have a test to study for tomorrow? <laughs> oh fuck. Yeah, something to study for. How to get better at fantasy. Yeah. All right. Uh, we can move down to our last place team, Larry Love. I uh, say his panic level is at a zero because he's in rebuild mode. Um, yes. Yeah. I'm. I'm going to take a different angle of this. I'll say his panic is at a five right now. Yeah, he's kind of reached the state that I'll be in a couple weeks where, like, yeah, I'm not fucking winning this year. But I think he has to have the panic of 
he might be the guy in the toilet bowl. All signs point to him being the guy in the toilet bowl or winning the toilet bowl. He has like 100 less points scored than any – or no, 50 less points than Jordan Kinnaird, 100 points less than me. And I think those are the – me and Jordan are the next two lowest scorers. Actually, no, never mind. We're not. But, yeah, he's already 50 points lower than the next uh, lowest score. His team is 0-4. You know, yeah. if anybody's gonna go win the toilet bowl, it looks like it's gonna be Larry Love. I think that's why put him at like a four. Yeah, you know what? I'm actually I I'm gonna change my answer and for a different reason. I think his panic level is probably up more in the seven or eight, and it's not just because of the season. It's because it's been a couple seasons in a row, two or three. He's been in the league what now? Three seasons now, and he's he's. Uh, he has made the playoffs, but um, he hasn't had the best showing. So um, I'd say he's panicking about his performance as a whole in our fantasy league. Uh, if you want tips, Luke, just make sure you listen to the podcast. Dude, don't listen to anything we say, dude. I'm one in three. Yeah, I'm not doing so hot. You know what? We need Brandon on this podcast. We're we're fucking idiots. Don't listen to us. Yeah. We have no idea what we're talking about. No. All right. Uh, Before we get into next week's matchups, we have some transactions to talk about. The big one being a major trade. And that team we were just talking about, Larry Love trades Aaron Jones to Rusty Spears for a 2023 second round pick. That's obviously a team that's buying and obviously buying early, early in the, earlier than he did last year. Last year, of course, Rusty Spears traded for Lamar Jackson, traded a second round pick for Lamar Jackson last year, and that did not pan out. Hopefully this one pans out a little bit more for him and nice for Larry Love to get, you know, get a head start on next year's draft. Yeah, I think we, well, at least I touched on it in the panic index where Rusty's feeling the heat. He's a guy who wants to, you know, compete and win every year. He hasn't had the hottest start, so he's making an aggressive move, going out and getting Aaron Jones, who should be a, I mean, Aaron Jones is still like a running back one. Yeah, running back 10 on the season so far. I think that maybe includes whoever's in the, the uh, Thursday night game, but I don't think that actually matters mm-hmm. in, the, in the frame of things. But and are, you add a running back one, good good trade for both teams. I think Larry Love packing it in pretty early. I guess you I guess you do get more value if you pack it in earlier because then the the tr- the assets you're trading are with the team you trade them to exactly. For, like the rent the rentals longer, so you probably get more. So I think yeah. Larry, Larry Love did this in hockey too last year. He packed it in pretty early, mm-hmm. but you know, ho- hopefully he has a better year next year. Don't want to see somebody like suck for years and then get discouraged about doing this because you know that's not good for anybody. Yeah, uh, we had one more notable transaction uh, today. Um, Yags, what did Cameron do? Dector. <laughs> yeah. Yeggs gives up on the rookie Cade York, picks up the probably the best name in fantasy football right now, Cameron Dicker. Uh yeah, this is this is me move. going onto the uh going onto the trending like sleeper shows you the trending like who's being added most on the platform. 
and all that, who's getting added the most, who's getting dropped. And I see the top name is Dicker. Like, I, I, you got to pick him up. You yeah. can't leave that guy on yeah. the wire. Yeah. Like I, I still, like, I didn't want to give up KU York, but I mean, it's kickers. Just pick. I got to think Plug of a play. team name with Dicker. I mean, I think there's some, there's some good team name potentials. I just haven't come up with it yet. Yeah. I was thinking of something with, like, Rashad Bateman and Dicker, like, masturbating my dick or something like that but <laughs> yeah it's a, still a work in progress yeah yeah well you'll get there you'll get there you, you workshop it a I little would, bit <laughs> the thing i wish was possible like with ro- rostering two kickers made sense because then i could go for young hoku and cameron dicker then the, na- the name potential is just it's yeah. all over you could do all sorts of things i think with that yeah we go through the uh waiver claims and stuff too uh were there any notable ones i really I, didn't pay i didn't Braden, pay attention about to it too much i think Braden spent his last 12 dollars on tyler algier right i think that's a lot for a, a back in a committee temporarily until cordell patterson comes back yeah you don't think he could run away with the uh with the you don't think he could run away with the job? You know, Patterson is getting older, so uh, I think the, yeah, the potential's there. Good. He's been really good. Um, I think what's interesting is, you know, Caleb Hunt, he, uh, Rick picked up Caleb Huntley, and I was kind of tuning into that game to see how Pitts and London were doing. And uh, Caleb Huntley got most of the work after Patterson went down, so I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah, I, I think it's a guessing game as far as you know who's going to be good, yeah, kind of thing. And that in that backfield, it the answer might be nobody, which nobody wants to hear, but wants to say, oh, you know, this guy's going to take over. The the answer might be that the entire backfield sucks until Patterson gets back. Because so I think mm. Damian Williams is going to be healthy within the next week or two. That only makes things worse. Yeah, I mean, it's, I. Because when it, when the news first happened, I did put a bid in all, on Algier. It was more than Braden's. But then after further further research and uh, mostly bullshit that I invented in my head, that's what I call research. Yeah, I decided to to back out on it, and uh, Braden gets him twelve I, bucks. Nobody else did on him. Yeah, and 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 all of this is to say that he could have a, a couple of good weeks. But I mean, yeah. We'll see. We'll see. It'll be interesting to see how that develops. Um, so this one, I'm just going to bring this up just as a note for Luke, if you're listening. Uh, you should be looking for these guys like Rashad White, you know, um, like that you picked up, and even like Sky Moore and Isaiah Pacheco. Those are all guys that uh, Luke at this point should be looking at you those high upside guys you know they they end up with good keeper value at the end of the year um if 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 i was luke i'd just be looking for these higher upside guys for the next you know whatever however many weeks we have left 10 10 weeks should i drop sky should i drop sky more you can go back and get him if you want yeah exactly um yeah, I don't know. That's uh, no other really noticeable, notable I was, transactions. I was going to talk about the, 
the quarterback ones briefly. Jackson spends three dollars on Kenny Pickett. Obviously, thinks Kenny Pickett's going to be something there. He did have uh, two rushing touchdowns. I mean, that's that's interesting. There, he's he's run around a bit. Maybe there's some upside with that, but I I don't know. I yeah, and I'm, really, I'm that- not bullish on Kenny Pickett this year. Yeah, and it, 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 I think the interesting thing is that um, they, uh, Pittsburgh plays Buffalo. So Buffalo's got a good defense, so he's not going to do well this first week. So it's obviously uh, looking for the future. He does have Kirk Cousins at QB, who is a hit-and-miss quarterback over the last couple of years. So, I mean, if Kenny Pick can get, can get it going, then that's, that could be a good pickup. And then Jared Goff as well got picked up. We'll just quickly go on Jared Goff. He has been lights out this year. Yeah, number one, Detroit. number one offense in the NFL. Yeah, number one offense. Jared Goff is the number five quarterback on the year in fantasy. I was surprised to see him unclaimed this long. Like it took a few weeks, mm-hmm. but now he's with Skinny Pete. People are fine. I think that was. A, I think that was a great pickup. Yeah. Totally. Oh, I will actually uh, just a note on the couple picks up that pickups that Brandon made, which maybe we can transition into the forecast for next week. Uh, Brandon picks up the Broncos kicker and the Broncos D, and we will start off with the matchup because obviously the Broncos played already, and if anyone watched the Broncos versus the Colts. Uh, it was a low-scoring affair where only the kicker scored. So McManus off to a good start, and Denver Broncos D off to a good start as well with 18 points. So, you know, 25 points up on Papa Sauce to start the week is not so bad from a, a shitty Thursday night football game. So, uh, I was surprised anybody was watching that game. I was here or seeing text from people talking about in group chats about watching the game and how bad it was and like why are you guys watching that shit like did you just like you just knew there was zero chance this game was going to be good yeah right off I the hop like whoever uh put denver broncos in prime time every single week clearly miscalculated the situation because that team yeah. is brutal the colts are also brutal Brandon gets some nice points off the back. I guess you should actually talk about the matchup. Brandon gets a nice head start, though, out of the kicker and the defense. Uh, I mean, that's yeah. that's 25 points from your extra players. And, I mean, Brandon's still got a good team. He's off to a hot start. I mean, Brandon's pretty good. The projections right now of Brandon winning. I'll, yeah, I'll take Brandon just off the, off, start, off, the, off the hot start. Yeah. Um, and I think... I I think I still yeah, you know what? I'm going to take Brandon too just because I think that uh Josh Allen's playing the Pittsburgh and Pittsburgh's defense is actually not bad. I guess they did lose uh what's his butt? Um Watt. TJ Watt. Um but you know, they still have a good secondary. Uh and Josh Jacobs who went off for him last he last year he's or last week he they're playing Kansas City and I think that's going to be uh, uh, a throwing game let's put it there's going to be a lot of air yards to go and I don't think 
Josh Jacobs is going to repeat. So, yeah, it'll be uh, interesting to see how this one plays out. But I think I, I think I give this slight edge to Brandon. And, yeah, like you said, pretty much strictly off of that little hot start from his his uh i I don't even know how you would define the kicker in the defense the the bottom two two most important positions on the team yeah for sure for getting extra points for sure yeah (laughs) all right uh we can move into the matchup uh of the week which is (laughs) myself versus skinny pete's uh two two and two teams um i'm just gonna say i will pray that i win this game yeah i don't like your odds this week let's get completely honest here looking good yeah uh i mean you're starting tony pollard that's never a good sign Travis Etienne, I, I know the matchup looks good, but I think this is the James Robinson game for uh, Jacksonville against Houston. I think it's more of a James Robinson goes nuts this week. While, uh, But, I mean, for Skinny Pete, though, Jared, Go- Jared Goff, who he just picked up for his quarterback one, going to New England, I don't think that's going to be you know, as, as a high-flying game as the other games have been this year for Detroit, so there's something to watch there. This might be a Jared Goff coming unglued kind of game. Mm-hmm. Austin Eckler goes up against a good Cleveland defense that works against them. Uh, DK Metcalf goes against Marshawn Lattimore in New Orleans. Again, that Lattimore's you know he's good at he's good at uh, good at blanket coverage. He's, yeah, totally. And New Orleans also has a pretty good defense on their own. In oh, their for own sure, hundred percent. That team is practically all defense. Um, yeah, I, I still, yeah, I definitely, I like his team this week more than I like my team this Ooh. week. So Arizona against Philly, though. Yeah, but Philly's, Philly's defense, defense, they look, they look, they look pretty good as somebody yeah. who has Philly's defense. They're that's a tough defense to play against. Exactly. I mean, Kyler Murray, I think, has the rushing upside to still get his. I think for fantasy, but. I think yeah. the upside is definitely capped for Murray this week. Yeah. Against Philly, they're one of the top defenses. In the league. No, and, and Murray's Murray's a second half player, so I mean we'll see we'll see what he can do. Um, but we can move on from this matchup. We the next matchup we have we have Jackson versus Rusty Spears, uh, Toth football versus Joe Buck yourself. Uh, <laughs> predictions are one twenty nine to one twenty five. Could be a close one. Uh, the player to watch here, I think, is Dalvin Cook with that shoulder, and I believe. Aaron Aaron Jones, uh, just to see how he does on the new team. Playing at 7.30 in the morning. Yeah, should be good. Nelson Jackson has a lot of prime time players this week. So oh, this yeah. is a matchup that could, that could go on pretty late, late into the uh, matchup. You might not know what's going to happen on Sunday. But uh, I, even with the new addition, I think I'll, I'm going to go with Jackson here. I think yeah, I, th- I think I think his team's getting into gear now. He's going to be a tough out for anybody this year. That uh, that uh, Ra- Raiders uh, Chiefs game that we briefly touched on in another matchup, like that should like hit the over on that. There should be a lot of points coming, and Jackson has has Waller and he has Adams. 
I think there's going to be a lot of points. But I guess yeah. Rusty Spears has Mahomes. So exactly. So this matchup, this matchup will, depending on how Sunday goes, this matchup will likely come down to the Monday night game. So it's definitely one to watch, um, both that game and this matchup. So, um, but I think I give the, I think I think Rusty pulls it off. I don't know. I think he does. Um, yeah. All right, next matchup, we have the Ram Range Cowboys, a.k.a. Jaeger versus Jay Kinnaird, the motherfuckers. We don't have to talk about this, do we? <laughs> we'll just touch on it briefly. I think I'm going to give this one to Jordan, just based off of your start. Pretty poor start from Naheem Hines. You, know, you hope a guy like that can cover over the, the cover Taylor's injury, but that obviously didn't happen. But you never know. Naheem Barkley, Hines himself Bar- got injured. Yeah, Barkley could... Barkley could, oh yeah, right. Then that was like on the first drive, wasn't it? Yep. Yeah. Um, concussed out. Uh, if if Trevor Lawrence, if 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 Jacksonville can get going against Houston, though, like he has the potential to put up some points. Um, and obviously Saquon Barkley is always good for potentially good for uh, some major points. And you got Dicker, so yeah, Dicker the kicker. My my sleeper on this one is Raheem Mostert. I. He's playing the Jets, and he looks like he's uh, taken over that job in uh, Miami, which I think will become more run-heavy now with Teddy Bridgewater. And then also, kick pretty good uh, kicker name matchup, Dicker versus Gay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that'll be one to watch for sure. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, Jordan Canary always finds a way to win. He probably finds – I think he has a pretty easy way to win, win this week. It's got to hope Alan Kamara doesn't play or something. I don't know, dude. It's not yeah. looking good for the boy. It's not looking good for the boy right now. Yeah. We'll see. We'll uh, hope and I guess we're both hoping and praying this, this week. So, all right. And the next matchup we have Dangerous. This is actually a pretty good heavyweight matchup. Just as far as total points scored on the year, we have Dangerous Rob versus Often Church. Um, Dangerous Rob. Starting one and three on the on the year, but putting up lots of points versus Often Church, who's been pretty consistent other than last week for putting up major points. Um, good QB matchup here with Herbert versus Hertz. Uh, what else do you see in this matchup? I I think I previewed it when I was talking about your team with uh, Jacksonville against Houston. I all signs point to a huge J- James Robinson game this week. James Robinson go going up against a Houston uh, defense that isn't the greatest. I, I think I think that's going to be the player we look back on next week when we do this. And mm-hmm. oh, James Robinson went off and that was a difference maker. Christian Kirk could go off too against, against Houston as well. Mark Andrews, hopefully Mark Andrews gets his stuff together. If you're uh, Marky Mark, you're hoping Mark Andrews puts it together in prime time. So and then, yeah. Again, we, we we talk kickers. Young Hoku, great kicker name. That's that's always a a boost for Marky Mark there. Yeah, and he um for Marky Mark he has Jamal Williams, who in the last two weeks with Swift being out has put 
24 and 23 points on the board. And even when Swift's there, he's he's always, you know, he's the goal line back there, so he could always put up some big numbers. I think this one will probably come down to, you know, obviously the, the Houston versus Jacksonville game, but also uh, like it always comes down to for Dangerous Rob is the Miami and the Jets and seeing how Bridgewater can handle those two elite wide receivers. So uh, I think for uh, Williams this week, he's going against the New England defense. New England always good on defense. I, I think this might be a down game for Jamal Williams. There's got to be one coming. He's kind of produced touchdowns like an unsustainable rate, I think. I don't think. I think he regresses as far as touchdowns go. And uh, I think this week is a week where he doesn't get a lot of free reign against that New England defense. Yeah. I could see it for sure. All right. Moving into our final matchup of the week, we have Silent Baboon, a.k.a. Top Shelf Dales versus Team Larry Love. Uh, I'm going to give this one to Team... No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I think... Top shelf Dales takes this one, even uh, with Pittman's, you know, not so hot start, but not not the worst. But uh, yeah, if if I'm on, if I'm on Ross St. Brown is healthy, then you know he could always. Well, actually, he's playing that New England defense, like you just said. So you never know. Yeah, the I mean the projections aren't that far off right now. One hundred nine to one hundred four, they predict. Tom Brady against Atlanta, yeah, that's that's something there. Melvin Gordon had an all right game by Melvin Gordon standards on Thursday night, thirteen points. Yeah, nothing, nothing too bad. Yeah, looks like he still has Dawson Knox in his tight end spot, which I don't recommend considering he's not going to be playing this week. Yeah, highly recommend not playing him. Yeah, and uh, Colin is obviously waiting to see the status of uh, a player or two. We're trying to figure out. Oh, I see what he's doing. He's playing keep away by keeping Robert Tanyan on his roster until the last potential minute because obviously he's trying to keep the tight end position away from Larry Love. Um, and in doing so, he is not rostered a defense at this moment, but I'm sure that will change on Sunday morning. I guess I guess that's probably also making the projections look close, closer than they might actually They be. might actually, yeah, exactly. You know, Colin, with this move, with his whole defense and tight end keep away move, he's looking like a, a even though he's only been in the, the league for a year, he's looking like a, a, a seasoned, you know, that's a, that's a vet fantasy football move right there. He's also got his first overall pick on the bench, which is not exactly the most seasoned move. I guess Nashi Harris is playing Buffalo, but yeah, that's, that tells you, you shouldn't have taken him first overall. Well, yeah. I mean, he's got, I guess he's got, I don't know why he's playing Jeff Wilson versus Carolina, but you know, like I said, he's got some he's got some good running back depth, even with Javante Williams going out. So, um, yeah. All right. Cool. You got anything else on the week? Uh, I don't think so. Other than, well, good luck unless you're playing me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Then you won't need it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Cool. Uh, yeah, I don't got anything else either. I'm going to try to catch probably the afternoon games. Um, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. You can do a Thanksgiving yeah. dinner? I did one tonight, actually. 
Nice. So not doing one tomorrow. Yeah. Happy Thanksgiving to all our Canadian listeners. <laughs> yeah. For those, for those, for the zero American listeners, <laughs> Canadian Thanksgiving is this weekend. It is different from American Thanksgiving. Yeah. We do um, things differently up here. Yeah. But we, we appreciate our American listeners as well. I mean, hundred percent. You guys are a big part of what we do here. Huge part. <laughs> we do it for you. Um, I was going to say, I, I really wanted to watch the Bengals Ravens game tomorrow night. I feel like that's going to be one of the ones to watch, but, uh, doing Thanksgiving dinner tomorrow. So, oh, well, that's how it goes. I guess it, I mean, Thanksgiving, you throw some football on. That's what yeah. the Americans do, right? They have, they always have the four Thursday games on Thanksgiving. Our Thanksgiving is on a Sunday, which is better because that's when football's supposed to be. Yeah, we're doing so, we're doing our uh, we're doing it at Kelsey's parents' house, and they're they're from England. So if I put on American football and not you know European football, <laughs> they'd be uh, yeah, they have no interest. So unfortunately, just, just not happy about it. No, but so you know you never know. Might be able to get back for the fourth quarter or something. So. All right. Cool, man. Well, I'm glad we got the podcast done, even though it's a little late. Yeah, it is what it is. I mean, yeah, like I said in the chat, we're folks on getting our uh, ho- or we do a hockey for those who are hockey fantasy. For those who don't know, me and half of you are in it. So I think you should know. But yeah, we were drafting and doing all the stuff for that and recording our simultaneous podcast for that. So football just kind of got pushed to the Oh, we'll, we'll get it done at some point. We're getting it done now on a Saturday night. Yeah. We're always going to, you know, go the extra mile for you guys. We're also trying out this uh, new program, seeing how it goes. I just, I forgot that I can do this. Watch this. We got some. Oh, uh, nice. It's got, it's got a sound. Hey, boy. Yeah. That's what she said. her. There we go. I was going to say about putting in the extra mile. Braden didn't put in the extra mile this week and didn't show up. Le who? The her. <laughs> nice. All right. I would have done the air, I would have done the air horn after that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, uh, yeah, that's it for me. Have a good night. Peace.
Don't waste your time on me 